Hello, this is Mark Manns, and I'm here at the QSO VSO 50th anniversary event at UBC, and I'm here with Lori Proda, a former volunteer. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. Uh, first of all, just to tell us a little bit about uh, where you went, uh, what you did. I was in Awasa, Ethiopia from 2002 to 2004. I was working at a teacher training college, so I was training uh, teachers to be English teachers in the elementary system. Uh, 2004? Yeah, we came home in 2004. Oh, how many years did you spend? Two, two years. Two years. Um, how did you get involved with uh, the I was Since I was in high school, I, I met somebody in high school who had done QSO, mm -hmm. and it just stuck in my head that that was something that I wanted to do. Um, years went by, I went to school, went to grad school, got a job, found a partner, etc., etc., and um, VSO was a good fit, so I volunteered through VSO and they placed me in Ethiopia. My husband also did a VSO placement in Ethiopia and uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great fit and you know, we were open to going wherever skills were needed and we ended up in Owasa. Great. Um, tell me a little bit more about the position that you had in Owasa. The people you worked with. And so it was a teacher training college. So my colleagues were all college professors. And I was training 18, 19 year old um, people to become English teachers. Being an English teacher is not that much of a sought after job in Ethiopia <laughs> for the middle class. Um, so a lot of the students were not thrilled to be there. So that was an interesting sort of challenge. The class was by Canadian standards monstrous. You know, I had in a, in a conversation type of class, I might have like 60 students, so I put them in groups. And, you know, something they're not used to doing. That they're used to doing very um, grammar-based, yeah. textbook-based type of learning. So I'd put them in groups and say, okay, you have to talk to each other. And, you know, so a lot of the students knew more about English grammar than I did, but to have a conversation was something quite challenging for them. So my goal was really to get them to feel confident about their English skills so that when they were English teachers, they could stand up in front of their own students and, and be able to speak in English. So it sounds like a big challenge was getting them excited about becoming teachers? That was English part of teachers. it, yeah. So how did you, how did you uh, go about that? Um, partly, I mean, one of the, the things that I did was I went and taught in the same condition that they were going to teach in. So I think a lot of, a lot of they call the Ferengis, the people from away, um, have all these great ideas from Canada or from abroad, and they just say, well, that won't work here, that won't work here, that won't work here. So I went to the local schools in our town, and I taught. I taught the way they are going to have to teach, which is a class of 100 kids, one textbook, one piece of chalk. And I would invite the teachers to come and watch me do it. And it is really hard. <laughs> really, really hard. But that's, you know, fair enough. So then I could say, I did it, I tried it, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. And it gave me, you know, it's very humbling to do. Um, and so I think that made a difference. Also with my colleagues, that made a difference that I was going out and doing that kind of, kind of work as well. Yeah. 
what they can well, actually you know, accomplish and yeah. what risks yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. like um, what were uh, what were some of the more rewarding experiences that you have either from the position or your time in um, I found the second year much more rewarding than the first year in terms of I think there are a lot of NGOs that work in Ethiopia, and there's some issues sometimes around trust and, you know, why are you here, why are you really here, how much money are you making, how much money are you really making, you know, that kind of thing, and fair enough, you know, fair enough. So. The second year, you know, my colleagues really started to treat me differently and they were like, you're still here, Laura, you're still here, you're still working with us. It made a huge difference, yeah, that I had said I was going to stay for two years and I did. Um, and, and once, and also, you know, you just sort of go deeper into the layers of a culture that's so different. And that was really satisfying to sort of be accepted in that yeah. in that second year as, as not not just a you know welcome as a Ferengi and you're a stranger and we're going to be kind and friendly but sort of you know you're here for a significant time in your life and I guess you're able to, to build stronger relationships with people right so yeah. you're not just seen as a visitor anymore. exactly yeah and that, I found that very very satisfying yeah. um, so what do you do now are you from Vancouver, well, originally from Ontario, but okay. I lived in Vancouver for a long time. I, uh, I'm a teacher, a primary teacher. So I went back basically to the same work that I did before. I was fortunate to take a leave of absence and return to my previous job. Sort of, you know, I would say different on the inside kind of thing. You know, obviously you bring different perspectives to your work. Um, I work with some immigrant children, and it, and it gives you, you know, having lived in Ethiopia gives me such a huge respect for, for the challenges of immigrating culture. So different. And probably you must have some unique advantages now, having taught in a classroom of 100 people with one child to a classroom now. So how, how have you incorporated some of the lessons you learned from, from your stay overseas? It's um, a good question. I mean, I think at the heart of it, I, I learned, in many senses, it sounds like a cliche, but at the heart of it, you know, especially, especially in the second year, like there are, there are aspects of teaching that are just teaching right. everywhere, right. any circumstance, and it's really about the relationship with the students right. and how you're going to create that relationship, how you're going to deepen it, strengthen it. Um, what you're getting back from the them, what they're getting from mm -hmm. you, and, and when you get that, you know, magical connection, it's mm -hmm. magic in Ethiopia, it's magic yeah, here, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, but, but there's definitely um, similarities. Uh, you said you went overseas with your husband, he was also a teacher? Uh, no, he's an engineer, yeah. so were you placed in the same Location. Yeah, we were really fortunate. We were in a provincial capital, the state capital, so uh, he was working for the road authority there, doing similar work to what he does here, doing okay. engineering work okay. bridges. Uh, so on, on that level, how was, not the work aspect, but how was personal life aspect? Was it a struggle? Was it... Uh, 
interesting challenge. Uh, some parts, I mean, all yeah. parts, you know, two years of your life, some things are great, some yeah. things are difficult. Um, no, I mean, as you're back longer, you remember the great stuff and for sure. the frustrations fade away, which is human nature. Um, so no, I mean, we have, I have just fabulous memories of me. We all had bicycles, and there were about 10 volunteers in the town. And we would, you know, bicycle to a, a restaurant every Wednesday and meet up and chat. And, you know, fabulous food in Ethiopia. So, um, you know, those are great, great memories. Have you been able to keep in contact with people there? Yep, yep. We have, um, we made some very close friends of other volunteers that we're still in contact with in, in Canada and in the UK. And I'm in contact with a few of my students, which I'm really happy about. It's very sporadic, I'll get a letter from them, but uh, it's great. Yeah, I mean, they're teaching now. They've been teaching for four years, and they tell me about, you know, what it's like for them to be teachers. That's pretty exciting. And I'm in touch with a few of my colleagues as well. Um, maybe just something to, to wrap it all up. Um, general question. Uh, how has uh, your experience with QSOVSO maybe changed you? Or how have, do you think you have changed the people that you worked with? It was good. Your impact. Yeah, that's always the big question. I mean, it's. I mean, certainly like teaching here, yeah, I think I've had an impact on some of my students um, in terms of what's possible with teaching, what teaching can look like. Um, while I was there, I noticed that there were virtually no reading materials for children about Ethiopia. Um, most of the materials that they have are donated from the West, and they're not particularly relevant. And so my friend, when I was there, said, well, you should just write a book. So I did. So my husband and I wrote uh, Ease for Ethiopia, and it's a children's alphabet book. So there's a photograph for each letter of the alphabet relevant to Ethiopia. So C is for coffee, uh -huh. um, the D is for donkey, and right. so on. Um, and we've been selling that uh, through the internet. We've sold 3,000 copies, and all the money uh, has been used to send free copies of the book to Ethiopia. So we've sent uh, 700 copies of the book to Ethiopian schools, orphanages, and libraries. So that's probably, in terms of a tangible, lasting impact, somewhere in Ethiopia, hopefully, there's somebody reading that book. Yeah. I'm sure there are. Great. Well, thank you very much, Lori. Thank you. Um, thank you for your years of service, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of the 50th anniversary event. Thanks, Mark. Thanks.